Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of my podcast Single in London. Today I have the incredible special guest that is Lisa D. So Lisa is an incredible friend of mine and also one of my business mentors and has been a huge positive role model in my life over the past two years. She's basically the person who asks me all the right questions at the right time in order to give me the answers that I need for my own life and I need you to hear her words of wisdom and tap into the incredible energy that she has. So in this episode we go deep into talking about therapy, how it has helped me and herself and also I give her the opportunity at the end to ask me some really bold juicy questions around sex and dating and it's just amazing. I cannot wait for you to hear it so enjoy. Hey Lisa, how are you? I'm good. I'm here. I'm so excited. Welcome to my podcast, episode six. And honestly, I'm so glad I got you on because I just knew I had to have you on at some stage. Um, but yeah, well, we just get stuck into it. Yes, I am honored to be here. I'm actually so excited. So yeah, let's get stuck in. Let's get going. Yeah, so I introduced you a little bit, but I want you to introduce yourself to everyone as like kind of who you are overall. Yeah, sure. So my name is Lisa and I suppose what I do, like my career, what I do in the world, there's just so many things going on. (laughs) But at the core of it, what I love is seeing women step into their power, like seeing them see their own light, watching them just grab life by the by the balls, by the vagina and (laughs) go and get what they want and just know that they are worthy and deserving of it all. So I love doing that. And I live in London and me and Ashling know each other I don't know if you if you shared this but we know each other through my network marketing business or network marketing business that we both do and we've become great friends yeah and like Lisa you're honestly the person like I said this to you already as cheesy as it sounds but like I'm just so grateful that you actually came into my life and I feel like whosoever path that you cross in life would be so grateful to have you in it because as you say you help people thrive you help people see their potential and that's what you did for me like like meeting me two years ago I'm definitely not the same person today and you've asked me lots of questions over the last two years that have really made me think and then make decisions that I actually really wanted to do um yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love so- asking questions I love asking people questions questions are my favorite thing so this, this podcast is going to be great yeah so this podcast basically what I want it to be is like um I want you to kind of just be bold it's kind of like you're asking me those questions again but in a different context this time um and kind of just yeah just being bold with questions and hopefully people will get some value from this and also how we connected first of all was through you helping me take the step to go to therapy which was like a huge deal for me um can you remember that can you remember back to when we started chatting about that I remember this so clearly so we met we first met online was it 20 2019 and then we stayed you know connected online with the business and stuff but I remember us both being at an event and you came over to me and we were talking and I can't remember the context of the conversation I don't know what you asked me I don't know what you're asking for advice on but you just weren't happy like you just I could see that you just weren't in your power like you were a shell of 
what you could be. I just knew you weren't okay. You weren't completely happy. And so I think I just planted the seeds. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but I just knew that if you started exploring you know, yourself, if you had more self-awareness around what you wanted and what was going on and where you were going, and if you kind of stepped away from the pre-planned idea that you you had for your life at the time and that you, you were very kind of rigid so those things have to be this way you no know, things have to go that way you know this is how it has to be done you were very stuck in those ways and I knew that if you broke free from that you would just be so much happier and you'd feel more free so yeah I, I don't remember exactly what I said but I did encourage it I had explained how you know therapy for me worked really well to help me work through some things and for a lot of other people as well and I knew that I couldn't be the person you know regardless of whether it's a therapist or a mentor or a coach or a friend like you can't tell someone what they need to do like what they need to change and what they should change the person has to feel it for themselves like you can guide someone to see those things and they can make take their own actions but you can't force someone you can't make someone change something so I knew that if you had someone there guiding you and exploring with you that things would change yeah I think I needed someone from an outside perspective to kind of look in and notice how I was feeling and my situation and just give me those little prompts plant those little seeds because I remember being at that event and like I was surrounded by people who were like so happy so just in their power and at the same time I was there but I felt like I was somewhere else because I had all these like thoughts and worries about my own life and confusion on what I wanted and I was like it just just something wasn't right and as you said I probably just looked a shell of myself yeah actually I just remembered I actually just remembered the 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 conversation part of it you were asking me for business advice you were asking me because you were trying to promote to the next level and you were you know doing all the right things on paper and you're asking me for advice like and you were like what am I doing wrong and I knew I was like that's not you do not need business coaching right now what you need is to sort your personal shit out (laughs) like I was like you need to sort your relationships out your personal shit that is what needs to that's what that's where the work needs to happen I just knew it wasn't that you were you know doing events wrong or you were doing your business mentoring wrong or your sales wrong I knew it wasn't that that was not the problem you didn't need to refine your sales skills I knew it was the personal life stuff so that just came to my head yeah so that's why I kind of pushed you in that direction I was like go find someone that can guide you through what needs to change and I remember even even thinking back now the visual I have of you standing there and what you're wearing it wasn't what you were wearing it was the way you were wearing it you were just compared to the Ashling I know now like when you walk into a room and we're at an event and you walk in you just like you're just this big light that comes into the room like everyone oh you just have this energy about you you did not have that back then no definitely not and I think as well like when you prompted me to go to therapy this is where my upbringing off um you have to deal with everything yourself like don't ask for external help so I used to always just deal with all my own problems and never knew that you could get help and I maybe a lot of people can relate they try to just deal with everything themselves be like empowering stand in the power and do that but that's sometimes not the right thing to do sometimes you just need to say I need help I need guidance I need an outside view and I honestly think so then after that event um of course I didn't start therapy um (laughs) of course I went home like you go to these events you hear from people that 
um, say what you need to hear. That we, we do this all the time, like from coaching or motivational stuff. And then we go back to our normal lives and we don't make any changes. So that's what I did. And then like a week or two later, you, you messaged me like, did you book that therapy session? And I was like, damn it. I have to do it now, don't I? <laughs> yeah and it's that nudge like I just kept like nudging because I I just could see that you just were were happy and I totally relate to the um the upbringing of you know sort you know keep your things to yourself don't be telling anybody about your problems and sort it out and you'll be fine and sure Jesus people have it worse and all that kind of yes. all that conditioning so bad um and I I could see that I could definitely see that in you as well and that was me before too like I can do this by myself I should be able to do this by myself people have it worse who am I to think that I deserve to you know get help for these things but I could see that within you as well and it's like well what you don't know you don't know until you know so why not there's so much strength in reaching out and asking for help whether it's a therapist a coach a mentor you know someone who's just been uh, someone who is where you want to be someone who has what you what you want like asking I mean any person in the world any if you look at business any they all talk about mentors therapists coaches you know a person yes. outside of your own awareness that can show you that wide view whereas you're kind of stuck in the glass bottle this is how I like to say it you're stuck in the glass bottle by yourself and you can just see the inside of the bottle you need someone from the outside who can get a full look at everything like a map like a wide look and it's so much easier and they help guide you and it's just it collapses time it takes less time then to get to where you want to be yeah I think as well so the reason why I started therapy initially was to figure out what I wanted with my relationship so most of you know from episode one I was in a long-term relationship and I knew it needed to end so for me starting therapy actually my therapist like helped me through that process and help me but he, what he did was he helped me make decisions for me he didn't like plant seeds in my head he did like what you did and asked me the right questions in order for me to make up my own mind but I think if I didn't go to therapy I would have delayed the breakup I probably would have grieved much longer than I should have and I probably wouldn't have stepped into my power in multiple areas after that 100%. Um, yeah so it and it just it takes that initial confidence to go and do it I didn't tell anyone when I started therapy I, I just I felt very shamed at the beginning um because the first thing you think therapy oh you're depressed or oh you need help like that's what was going on in my mind and now the more people are going to it I'm like it's the best thing ever uh, like you know the, the shame around it as well like oh you need help oh you're depressed like well so fucking what if I'm depressed like yeah like yeah I am and I'm getting help like it's I think the culture around that's definitely changing now whereas I remember years ago um like years and years ago talking to my dad about we weren't talking about anything deep we were talking about someone else anyway and I was saying well you know this would really help this kind of support would really help and he said what you mean a shrink ah, doesn't need a shrink and I was like oh, like you're it's just that conditioning of what asking for support and help is it's just like generationally it's like seen as a bad thing you look at movies and the media and the way it was it's been shown to us over the years but I think it's definitely changing now and it's something that more people are talking about and it's not that you yeah. you have to be out there on social media talking about therapy if you're not comfortable with it but it's knowing that there's no shame attached it's, it's totally fine and most people yeah. 
I mean, I feel like everyone would benefit from it at some point in their lives. Yeah, and even it should be like okay enough now to like if you're having a, a chat with your friend, say, "Oh, I have my therapy session later." Like mm. that kind of conversation should be so normal. Um, and there's some amazing transformational results. So like from that from that breakup, and then I worked with my therapist for about three to four months consistently. I honestly believe you have to do the work long term. You can't just go to one therapy session. Yes. Um, and then honestly, everything else just spiraled from that. It's like just transformational, so transformational. I can't believe the change in you from day one to where we are now. Like I remember like you left that relationship, then you moved house, you moved in uh, by yourself um, for the first time and you had your own place and you were buzzing. And then you were like, you know what? I'm going to move to London. And you did that and you got another place. And now you're just so much more spontaneous and you're just more in love. I feel like you're more in love with life. I feel like you're just, you feel more free. And this is what coaching therapy mentorship you know this the self-awareness like this work this is what it does it breaks you open to your core of who you actually are and what you actually want and you enjoy life more and you yeah life's just more fun yeah I think what it taught me to do is so I I feel like I was um very just on autopilot with life and even though I enjoyed it like you know I enjoyed my life I forgot to have fun I took everything way too serious and I never listened to my gut I always use my head and now like going through therapy and just being more aware of my thoughts and my feelings and how to deal with them. Most of my decisions are based on my gut rather than my head. Mm-hmm. And to some of those decisions might be a bit mad, but I think the real core decisions of what you want come from your gut feelings and your intuition. And you yeah. love all that stuff too, don't you? Like, hundred percent. I like, how does it feel in your body? So when you think about, you know, moving to London, you know, at that time when you're living in Belfast and you think about moving to London, and I would ask you, like, well, how does it feel in your body? How does your body feel when you think about it? And it was like butterflies and excitement and, you know, but then the head would come in, the logic would come in and think, well, what if it all goes wrong? <laughs> what if you can't afford it? What if you end up on the streets and lose it all? You know, like all this stuff can come in. And unfortunately, a lot of people just live by the head and are afraid to do things differently or afraid to take take chances that's probably the wrong way to say it but just do things differently whereas when you listen to your body and you feel what feels right for you and your body and you follow that it just opens up path after path after path and like yes of course you're going to like use logic and use your head to in different circumstances but when it comes to life decisions it should be fun like yeah life should be fun I know I've got a feeling that people will listen to this and they'll be like you know we have stepped into our power and we're living life more in our own terms now but obviously that wasn't always the case if someone's listening to this and they're whether it's a relationship whether it's their job whether it's where they live and they feel stuck and they're like I know there's all these things I know I should listen to my gut I know to take therapy would you give anyone like what would you be your advice to get you started to break it's a process but what would be your advice to kind of get them started on that journey to breaking free from that and designing their own life? Oh God, there's so much. I suppose it depends on the context. And I suppose the first thing is knowing that, like just not beating yourself up for being afraid or not being spontaneous because a lot of the time and me in the past as well, like for many years I was living in survival mode. So survival mode is like, you know, get by, be safe, be careful, look over your shoulder, you know the world's out to get you (laughs) things aren't easy like 
And when I was living in that kind of space in my body, then my decisions reflected that. And I would hear people talk about, you know, listen to your gut and do what you want with your life. But that just seemed so alien to me. I was like, yeah, but what does that mean? How do I do that? And I think it starts with self-trust. So when you do something, so it may not be, you know, moving country or leaving that long-term relationship when you're really scared it can be doing something small like committing to something small and maybe it's taking yourself on a date by yourself going out for dinner by yourself if that's something that you would never do or going to the cinema by yourself if that's something you would never do or driving on a three-hour journey if that's something you would never have done before if you're too scared like little things like that will build more self-confidence in yourself and you eventually kind of get to a point where you take bigger steps and you do bigger things and you trust yourself more So when it comes to the, I don't feel right living in the city, I don't feel right in this job, I don't feel right in this relationship, you will end up, you trust yourself more to make the change. And a lot of people go to their family and their close friends for advice. (laughs) And your family and your close friends just want to make sure you're safe. Again, it goes back to safety, you know, make sure you have a good job, make sure you're going to be, you know, be okay be safe and a lot of the time they can say things like well that's a good job you should stay in it well that's a good thing well that person for 20 years why would you leave so I think looking outside of that box and reaching out to someone coach mentor therapist whatever it is outside of your environment to to just allow you to explore what you want and those feelings without any relationship like there's no relationship between you and that coach there's no um there's no you know emotions there's no background there's no history there's no judgment they're not projecting their inner fears out onto you or sometimes when it is like family for example if it's your parents you know they're going to project stuff out they just want to see you safe they're afraid they don't people don't like change so that's where it would start the self-trust and the reaching out if you feel like you can't trust yourself having someone help guide you on that journey yeah and I I remember part of my therapy um part of the one of the little modules I did was like a kind like a self-love week and it was like you know go and do things that are completely for yourself like book yourself a night in a hotel just by you um take yourself on a trip I took myself was that I took myself to the Merchant in Belfast, which is a five-star hotel, and took myself for afternoon tea and just sat there for hours. Yes. And it's just those little things that just build up that confidence. Um, and as you say, yeah, because it's hard to take the big leaps. It's not an overnight process. Mm-hmm. And self-trust is a good thing because I trust myself so much now. Um, and I know I wouldn't have made any of my decisions if I would have just listened to what my family and friends said. Oh, I would definitely not be where I am right now. If they, they always have my best interests at heart, but that's the problem. Um, yes. they, they don't see the, the benefits of taking those little risks and going after what you want. Yeah, they're, they're looking at it from a place of safety, just wanting to make sure that you're okay and that you're safe. And it's all good intentions, but we don't need good intentions. We need, we need to know what's right. We need to, when you feel that, that whatever it is in your body, the relationship, the career, the city, your health, it, it's just no that feeling in itself is enough it's telling you something's not okay and you got to trust yourself to take steps forward instead of I think when you sit a lot of people me in the past years ago as well I would have sat with these thoughts and I would have told myself that 
I was being silly or I was being crazy or that I was asking for too much or that, you know, who am I to want that? And that that's just not helpful. Yeah. And I used to get gut feelings about my relationship all the time. Like all the time. Like I used to get these like vision, vivid images of me breaking up with him. And then two seconds later, I would snap my logical brain back and go, oh no, sure, everything's fine. You have everything great. I used to snap myself back into reality on purpose because I couldn't bear the thought of the hurt that would come with it. Um, so I used to snap myself back into reality rather than sitting with those thoughts and thinking, why am I thinking like that? Yeah, and it's, I bet you probably felt so much like a weight was lifted off your shoulders when you just spoke to someone and they were like, yeah, that's, you know, normal. If you feel like that, that's okay, you know? Did you feel like there was a weight lifted when you had that conversation? Yeah, like with the therapist or with my partner? The therapist, well, and your partner as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first therapy session I said to him, I was like, um, is it okay that I'm a bit of a crier, um, emotional one? And my first therapy session was just tears galore because I just let everything out that had been inside for so long. And yeah. that, that felt really good. Yeah. yeah. And like that space of no judgment and just somebody allowing you to be to just be whatever way you are in that moment so good yeah and see therapy as well I've noticed that every day throughout our lives we speak words out of our mouth but we have like a little filter that we put on whether it's with friends with family even with your partner but when you're with a therapist and you find the right one um you speak with complete no filter the thoughts just literally come from your head out through your mouth without you even thinking twice about them yeah and that's where you find the real you yeah 100 percent. and actually well me and rue are people don't know who rue is rue's my fiance uh we have a podcast now and we're recording an episode i think later today or tomorrow about my experience with therapy now obviously he's not my therapist because he can't be but the experience I had with other therapists over the past couple of years it's going to be really good but I didn't have so the experience I had with therapy is very different to the experience you had with therapy because was was he was that your first therapy experience or did you have experiences before that that was my first one and I was just grateful that I got matched with someone who it worked well with because I know that's not always the case yeah yeah so that that was a problem for me um I'm not going to get into it now but I just didn't have that flowy experience with therapy and I remember saying to Rue I just want a therapist like you all these girls are getting such good results going to you for 12 weeks and I just feel like a fucking mess and this is not working (laughs) and it was such a struggle because I could see how great he was with clients and I was like why am I not having that experience and it was so hard for me, but I had to, you know, just kind of drop the expectations and keep searching and keep, you know, so for anybody listening, if you had a weird experience with therapy in the past, or, you know, a friend had a weird experience and put you off, you keep searching, like try working with different people, same for coaches, mentors, whatever you want to call them, like don't write it off as, as the only way it is, because there's somebody out there who will match with you and help you get what you need. Yeah exactly so true um oh I could talk about therapy for so long I really could and I honestly believe it's one of those things that can completely transform your life in a couple of years like it's a speed track to yeah. transforming your life oh and, I like that yes yeah and I just think anyone out there who's listening who feels a bit stuck in any area like 
oh, I'm just so excited for you that there, I just want you to know that you can completely change that situation and know that you have the power to do that. You just have to be brave and trust yourself. Yeah. Do you think yeah. you would have the experience, your, your dating sex experience that you're having in London at the minute, do you think you would have had that, this experience and you would feel the way you currently feel if you hadn't done that stunt of therapy? Do you know what? I was on the bus on a way to a date last night, a first date. And I was sitting there. I was so cool, calm and collective. I didn't even have like the tiny heart palpitations that you get. Um, and I was so chilled. I was like, I know for a fact, if I hadn't done all the personal development over the last year or two, I would be shitting myself right now going on this date. Yeah. Um, something as simple as that, because I know a lot of girls are terrified of going on a date. They're even terrified to meet friends. And I think I can do that so easily now because... I just confident in who I am. If if people like me, great. If they don't like me, that's okay. And I'm just really strong in who I am. And yeah, exactly. isn't that so powerful? Like, isn't that so powerful when you think about maybe times in your life where you, you felt powerless or you know people who feel powerless? That feeling that you have, it's potent. It's fucking magical. Like, it's just I love that. It's just it gets me so excited because. I would love everyone to feel like that all the time. I mean, all the time, obviously, emotions, humans, we're going to go through all the scales of emotions. But if when you just at your core, feel that way, like, if they don't like me, they don't like me, they do, they do. It's fine. And there's no weirdness attached to it. It just is what it is. And you you go through your life not begging for your worth from other people, begging for attention or begging for someone to tell you that you're good enough because you just know that you are all the time yeah and see even with dating especially online dating it's a completely different world if if I had if I had to design a dating app of my own honestly in in the most flowiest way I would put some kind of you know mental well-being health check first yeah because it's if you're not really secure in who you are and what you want you can get caught up in a roller coaster ride with online dating and even me, I feel very strong as a person, but I need to check in with myself all the time. So if you're feeling a bit weak in any of those areas, you're going to get caught up in that roller coaster very fast. So just be aware of that on online dating and just check in with yourself loads and ground yourself. True. Yeah. What What do you do then to to avoid getting stuck in that trap? Do you feel like it happens when you start, you know, you like a guy or you want, you really want the guy to like you? Do you find it happens then where you get into a certain state of mind where you act differently than you normally would or what is it for you well the first thing comes to like with the dating world there's an abundance of people out there you're you're spoiled for choice to the point where it's an ego boost you're every person you're chatting to you're getting your ego burst all like you know boosted up all the time so then you have to check in and ask yourself do I actually want to see this guy do I actually want to meet this guy do I actually want to put my energy into this person or am I just doing it for the sake of it to feel good or bring myself some happiness? So like there's been dates where I have canceled, not because of the person, because I just don't want to put my energy there. And I'm aware that my energy and time is valuable and I don't want to waste anyone else's energy and time. So that's that's something really, really good. And also I just check in on myself on just what I want and those gut feelings, whether it's when you're with a partner and maybe it's moving a bit too fast and you have that trust in yourself to say slow down or 
you know, or maybe you want it to speed up and you have that trust in yourself to promote that a bit more. Like either way, you just have to check in with yourself and how and what way do you actually want situations to go. I love that. I actually remember, I think it was a couple of weeks back when you cancelled the date. You remember you told me about the date you cancelled. I don't know if you shared that story. But you were like, yeah, this is not a vibe. I am not meeting this person. And I think it was like an hour before your date. Yeah. And this is where you have to stop being a people pleaser. So this is my old people pleaser starts to creep in sometimes. And I'm like, well, he's a nice guy. We've had some good chat. But realistically, you know, I don't think it's going to work. But like, why do I feel like I still need to meet up with them? No, you don't. You know, just be kind to everyone. But yeah. don't waste anyone's time either. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it is that people pleasing tendencies where it's like, oh, well, I need to meet them now because I said it would. No, you have complete permission to change your mind. Yeah, it's just being kind. I'm always kind in my approach. Yeah. Always respectful. I always like, that's the thing you have to realize there is a human being on the other side of the phone, mm-hmm. as well as if just think about you in, in that situation, because I've been rejected before. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel nice, but mm-hmm. you just have to be kind about it. Yeah. And look after yourself and just, yeah, just treat humans like humans and not make it mean anything about them or you like you have different preferences and that's fine it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything bad it's just it is what it is yeah and also I think coming out of a long-term relationship and at this age when you meet someone and you start meeting them a few times I don't know I get this fear of like oh no this means I have to commit now and then you realize no I actually don't you know there could be another relationship before the relationship that I have for life um you know it doesn't have to just because it's getting a wee bit serious it doesn't have to be forever so enjoy the moment focus on what's happening now and like I do get afraid sometimes of committing again Mm -hmm. um and I just have to remember to enjoy that person right now and don't future pace too much yeah just just enjoy it and detach from that outcome of you know seeing yourself walking down the aisle and having children you know if you add all that stuff in it can I'm sure it can get very you know that that's where all the weird kind of attachments can come up because you're panicking and you're trying to control the way things are and then that just becomes not fun I feel like if it were someone you'd want to do those things with it would be a very natural it would just feel again going back to your body it would feel good in your body it wouldn't feel like fear and panic yes Yes. Oh my God. So yes, everyone just needs to tap into their feelings and their gut and their intuition and get rid of that logical, boring brain that makes all the, yeah, sensible decisions and maybe not the most fun and the right decisions. 100%. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, I want to now, just to end it off, I want you to, I said to you, so you've been basically asking me questions for the last few years and that's really helped me think about my own life. You're a good question questioner. So... <laughs> We're going to put a spin on it. You can ask me questions, but they might not be like the type of questions you're used to asking me, but I don't know what you're going to ask me. So uh, I'm a wee bit terrified. Okay, let's see. Well, I mean, no. So I, obviously the questions I've asked you throughout the time we've known each other are very like life, life life-led types of questions and helping you step into your power. Um, And we have great chats as well. I Like we just have so many laughs and great conversations and stuff um and this podcast has been mostly about therapy we haven't talked about sex at all um but I know you do talk about sex pretty much all the time in this podcast 
So yeah. what? First of all, okay. First of all, let's go gently into it here. Um, so far in London, what has your experience of sex been overall in London compared to where you lived before? Okay, so um, I think in London because people are a lot more. I don't know there's a lot of different cultures here. There's a lot of different people here. Um, I feel like everyone's a little bit more open-minded. Um, having sex is kind of just, it is a normal thing. Whereas back in Ireland, oh, it's a big deal. And like, do you remember we were younger as well back in Ireland? We could never stay over in someone's house because like everyone knew you. Your neighbours knew you. Everyone. <laughs> so it was like just not a really thing that happened more casually and more in the flow. Yeah. Whereas here I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm just like, if it feels right, I allow it to happen. If it doesn't feel right, I don't allow it to happen. And I feel more open to have conversations with people about it here because I feel they're a lot open about it back. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel everyone here is more open to speak about what they want and there's less shame around there's still a lot of work to be done but there's definitely less shame around sex here yeah. in London I can only talk from my experience in London but yeah definitely and because you're more open and you have less shame around it you're experiencing that with other people because that's what you are and that's what you're that's the energy that you have yeah I think sometimes like say you're messaging someone and they they say a sexy comment or something that might um like like I don't know be prompting something like if you were in the wrong headspace you could take that really wrong whereas like I take that light-hearted fun people are just wanting to talk about what they like and whereas like pre old me would have been like oh my god he's just trying to get in my pants whereas <laughs> now I'm like do you know what he's quite confident he's quite cool like you know it's good to talk about these things so now you're like yes he wants to get into my pants <laughs> <laughs> okay well actually on that what is the most um what is the wildest thing a guy has said to you um over like a dating app or a message like what is like the that's made you go oh my god whoa what's the wildest thing (laughs) so this is definitely I'll remind people though because I spoke about this on a podcast episode before but I'll have to remind you because it was the guy with the foot fetish oh yeah so Honestly, I need to repeat this again because I can't believe it actually happened. But we were all set, ready to go on a date. I was in the shower, shaving the legs, everything, you know, full prep. And then I got out of the shower and he's like, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but like, um, I've got a severe foot fetish. I was like, (laughs) I just wrote back in capital letters, do not go near my feet. (laughs) Just joking, like having the banter because I thought that that was what what it was and he's like no we have a real problem here like I can't control myself if I don't go near your feet I was like and he just killed the vibe completely I thought he was still joking for ages and here's me getting the nail varnish out to paint the toes and everything um, <laughs> and then he ended up cancelling the date um, he couldn't handle the fact that I wasn't a big foot and I'm not honestly I don't like feet I can no. tolerate them, but like, don't go near my feet. Like, yeah. why bother? Like, there's more interesting parts of my body than that. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same about feet. It's just not, I mean, for anybody listening to this, if feet's your thing, you know, you do you, absolutely go for it. But for me, feet is just not the one. So, yeah. 
love that. Okay, let me see. What else can I ask you? When is the last time you went on a... No, have you ever gone on a date just for sex? Like, you're like, you know what? I just want sex. I don't even care. I just need to have sex. So this is why I'm here. Yes. So this is why this whole podcast spirals. And I don't think I've realized this. So I was looking back on the last month or so um, of everything that I've produced. And I'm like, how? What? what brought it out of me to go from such a good girl to being able to vocally speak about all of this? Like... It was a big switch like that just happened. And I was like, what triggered that? I, I do believe that I have been obviously building up my confidence for a couple of years now. But there was this, I look back and there was a trigger. And the thing was, about a, a week before I made the first podcast episode, um, I met a guy online. We started talking sexually really, really fast. The conversation was so good, like really good. Like we we're both putting such effort into it and really figured out what we both like and to the point. And he even, he lived like an hour train away and we were like, let's just make it happen. And inside my head, it was like, it was good girl fight, like battling bad girl, basically in my head the whole time. Like I, I was like in two minds the whole time, but no, I got on that train I went down and met him. Um, we did have a walk, like as in we did, you know, get to know each other. But the the, the meetup was purposely for sex. It was. Um, and it was freaking amazing because we had so much chat about what we liked that it, it was it was a good purposeful meetup. Um, and then afterwards, we like set those boundaries of what it actually was. We had a good chat and. It was it was such a good experience because I always experience one night stands being dirty, lack of respect, um, unplanned. You know what the hell did you do after the fear the next day? That's how I used to think about one night stands. Whereas this one, we planned it. It was amazing. We had really good adult conversations after, and I felt really good. I'm like, okay, this is what it feels like if you do it right. Yes. Um, and just figure out what you want. And from that moment, I feel like that by doing that one thing and getting that out of my system and getting that shame out of my system and getting that one night stand dirtiness out of my mind, I was like, I've, I felt like a free spirit. I need to go and tell this guy that he made this happen to me. Yeah, we need to podcast. We need to interview this guy. That would be so good. Um, and uh, since then, I just felt like so much more freer, um, so much more okay with wanting sex and not feeling bad around it but also like there's been situations where I've held back from having it because I that's what I uh, so it's not like I'm always having sex now I just listen to what feels right like people think on this podcast I must have the best sex and dating life ever it's actually not the case I'm still a normal human person (laughs) and just having my own experiences but um just trusting myself a bit more so honestly that one experience this is why this podcast is here I love that and he held that space for you obviously where it was like right we're here to have sex we're both grown adults these are the boundaries this is what we're doing and it's fine and there was no weird ickiness with it because he had that space and you had that space um so I love that would you meet him again um (laughs) this might sound um I would meet him for the sex again (laughs) amazing I mean why haven't you met him since <laughs> have you met him since? no I haven't met him since the reason we we connected as like people as adults and sexually but we didn't connect romantically um 
so that was the missing gap. And to be honest, it's good that that's the missing gap because there's no there's no like emotional things lingering because we knew we didn't connect romantically. Um, so yeah, maybe I think we left right. What we did, we left it as you know, if we ever want a spontaneous weekend or, or meet up, like we have that freedom to message each other and say what we want. Yeah. I love that. And I actually remember you going to meet this guy because you messaged me. Do you remember? <laughs> I was like, this is my location. If I don't come back, this is the guy I'm going to see and this is where I am. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, no, this responsibility of my shoulders. And I remember, I remember like whatever time of night it was, I was like, Ashling, are you okay? And you didn't respond. And I was like, okay, it could be one of two things, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to imagine she's having great sex and she's totally fine. And then you messaged me back and you were fine. Um, but that was, was that fireman? What, what do we call him? Do we have a name yeah. for him? He yeah. was a fireman. He was a fireman. He even like, he even put off his buzzer for me and everything. <laughs> he put off his buzzer for you. <laughs> what, even in the fire engine? As in, you know, the alarm when they get the calls yeah. in, the, like, in the house. Uh, he was off duty but like I was like if that goes on while I'm here I'm coming with you <laughs> Ashley in the fire engine in her, in her underwear just like hanging out with the fucking... <laughs> love it love yeah it. Okay, you need to you need to meet up with this guy again you know what you could end up having romantic feelings towards him who knows mm, who knows who knows, who knows? okay um do we have any time for another question let me see yeah we'll go we'll go one more question yes um one or okay i have i kind of have two so off that experience of good sex uh when was your last experience of really bad sex (laughs) (laughs) okay don't know if i need um a cup of tea for this one we need all the details we need specifics here yeah so this was this was a meetup. It was very obviously online as well. It was um, very last minute, very spontaneous. Like, let's just meet up instead of chatting here. So I wasn't chatting him for that long. We went for drinks. After drinks, um, right, I should have I seen the warning signs. should have seen the warning signs. So what was the warning signs? So we kissed. He's a great guy, right? I mean, you know, great great person great conversation great connection that way but then we kissed and it was like I don't know how to describe this but like imagine your two hands are coming together and a good kiss there's like a bond and there's a connection between the two lips right Mm -hmm. this is more like a a flat pack like a I don't know as if your two hands are just coming together and hitting each other I was like okay right because the thing was we were chatting loads before this and we were chatting sexually and he was kind of like he was really um warming himself up he was really you know telling me lots of good things about what he's like in bed and stuff and really building himself up so I was like you know it must just be a kiss you know it must just be a kiss whatever so then when we got into the bedroom hold on hold on hold on rewind back for a second Tell us one of the things he said was was great about like what was he telling you that made it sound great? He did say that he's just really good at oral sex, like really good tease, and he even described certain things that he would do. Okay. Um, <laughs> and obviously, like you know, a lot of girls—well, not every girl, but a lot of girls—love oral sex. And um, anyway, so the bedroom came, and 
you know when you just know doesn't know what he's doing and I was like I can't let this go on I have to take control I have to do something about this here um was it in the middle of so he was he was doing the day and you were just like I am not feeling it no, it just wasn't feeling it. And I was like, right, there's one way I can. So this is the thing, girls. If, if you find yourself in a situation unexpected, like, you know, notice that it doesn't feel right. You know, you can, like, you can direct people. I always think communication is so important because uh, every woman is different. Every man's different. Like, it's good to be vocal and say, you know, I like this. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like this was not, this was a lost cause. So I was like, right I'm gonna take I'm gonna take control here and be the dominant one and then I was like no this is not happening either so it was one of those it was one of those situations where you have to just trust yourself and stop and be like you know it's not happening where you say okay I am not enjoying this we need to stop it was kind of like an easier way I was like no I'm not feeling it you know let's just like cuddle or whatever (laughs) but this is the thing it's like you know how do you tell a guy like honestly what would you think if if, how would you tell a guy that he's bad in bed without hurting his feelings but at the same time you want to give him constructive criticism so that he can be better next time like how do you do that it's so hard well like first things first don't say that don't brag about your skills if then you aren't able to deliver on them so if he's saying i love doing this and i'm really good at this and girl like and then he's doing it or he's not he doesn't do it you're like well what the fuck i thought you said you you were good at this thing but it's also important to remember that everyone's different and some people enjoy different things and blah 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 but if a guy i'm 100 percent there like with if you don't like something say it or direct you know don't be so blunt about it but direct something else um the person needs to be able to take that direction without getting offended because then if they get offended then it's going to ruin the whole vibe so I don't know, when you tried to take control and you wanted to be more dominant, did he not like that? Did he put a stop to it? Or what What was the crack? I was just kind of like, do you know what? Why am I even trying? <laughs> Why? Because I was like, like <laughs> yeah, I think it was a lost cause already. And I, I trusted myself enough to just stop and be like, you know, I'm like, this is the thing. If, if anyone's listening, you don't have to put yourself through it. You can just stop and like, yeah, yeah. I think that was... That what I realized, I, I actually have never been in that situation before. And I I really didn't know what to do. And part of me was like, should I just continue? Um, you know, like please him or whatever. And then I was like, you know what, I don't have to do this. I really like don't have to put myself through this. And I was just like, no, and you just have to stop it. And what was his reaction? Was he okay or was he pissed off? I think he was a bit unsure why he was a bit worried if he didn't perform but I just kind of just kept reassuring him that I wasn't feeling it I honestly didn't know how to break it to him and that's something I I don't know when I need advice on what to do (laughs) but uh, yeah I mean like if he obviously I don't know what what he was doing that was just not like were you sexually attracted to him did you like were you excited to get with him if you just yes but if you just think about doing all the wrong movements and all the wrong motions at all the wrong times doing all the wrong things so what was he like I mean <laughs> the thing is like you can direct it and you can like move him around and you can kind of move yourself around and but if someone's just not getting the hint then I mean yeah I don't know like I haven't been single in a long time so I, I don't have to yeah. deal with that but yeah but I, like it's better to be honest about it I, I would say it's definitely better to be honest and just 
because the person if that person goes through their sexual life not listening to the feedback or not kind of vibing with the person they're with then they're never gonna feel sexually fulfilled mm. do you know what I had a thought right and this is just a thought coming from my opinion so I don't know if people will listen to this and judge it in different ways but I was thinking so I've been in a relationship obviously for seven years with one partner and I feel like I remember you know you're not perfect at the start you don't know everything and you learn from having sex again and again with the one person and figuring out what they like mm-hmm. whereas if you have been single kind of all your life and maybe haven't been with one person many times then maybe you're never getting that feedback and maybe you're never getting that confidence to actually find out what people like and what you like yeah exactly because it's not just like doing the movements you know like does the person like what you're doing and what way could you do it differently and yeah you're totally right like if someone's just had a sex a couple of times then you know when I like it's it's gonna feel so maybe that was the case for him maybe it was just very new to him um but again I think anyone in that position it's definitely important to learn from the person that you're with like learn what they like and I'm sure that when you've been with a few different people you'll have this you know box of of different ways to do things yeah (laughs) yeah no definitely yeah don't be ashamed to be that person who doesn't know what they're doing because I've been there we've all been there yeah it's a two-person dance the two people have to there has to be a connection and it's the energy between the two people as well you know it's not just like you do these movements and then it's great sex like it's not robotic it's a it's not like it's between two people it's an energy and it has to feel good to both people and both people have to be open about what they like if they like something if they don't like something because people like different things yeah yeah but definitely that one experience that I was kind of caught off guard and learning something new I just know to always just trust that if it doesn't feel right you know it's okay to stop and yeah maybe I should have been a bit more honest with him but this is a learning situation I got myself into well, actually, the last question I had, this is really, really relevant. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Um, I, I actually don't think I have, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Because obviously, being in a relationship, um, we were communicating on that previously. But now, going forward, I actually, right, this is why. Because I know what I like from like self-pleasure and stuff like that. Um, I feel like I can direct guys a bit more and then I've, I've never really struggled to orgasm so I haven't yeah. been in that situation if anything it's been like I'm the person that like orgasms in like five seconds yeah well amazing because that last guy you were with when you weren't feeling it you didn't feel like you had to fake an orgasm just to make him just to stroke his ego like you just said I'm not into it and I that's powerful just to just to do that just to because um I was reading statistics before about this. I actually can't remember the exact numbers now, but a massive amount of women fake orgasms and they think that they need to do that so that the partner feels, you know, feels like a man or feels, you know, good. It has an ego stroke, but that's, it can't feel good to be constantly, you know, faking an orgasm if you're not feeling it. Um, I've never faked one, but before when, you know, before the age of 25, before I met like my Rue, my current partner, I never had a good sexual experience. I feel like sex was just this thing that was done to me, as terrible mm. as that sounds. I can't think 
off one time where I had an orgasm through sex. Yeah. And it's so funny how every woman is so different. I can't really remember back to my younger days. Like, I can't really remember back that far. But I do believe now with a bit more self-awareness, a bit more um, self-worth and love for myself that I now see sex as something that you can enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially self-pleasure. If you've never had an orgasm in sex, you have to start with yourself first. Like, you know, any girl listening to this who's never had an orgasm, you need to start with yourself. Yeah, you don't know what you like. Yeah. And Um, sex isn't something that's done to you. Sex is not something that is done to you, you know, by a partner, by a man, that's just to make them feel good or to make you feel like a worthy wife or girlfriend or date, you know. It's you deserve the pleasure as much as the other person. Yeah. I think this takes time to come to this place, doesn't it? Because, like, we haven't always been in this place. And I think you just have to keep... Like, it's like everything you have to build up your experiences you have to have bad experiences you have to figure out was that good was it not good you're going to have shitty experiences um but there's a lot of good experiences on their way because you're you're finding out more about yourself yeah once you know and I think as well for anyone listening to this who is in that position who's you know whether they're single dating in a relationship whatever and just not enjoying sex or not having orgasms or not not feeling fulfilled it's I think first thing is like being honest about it with if you are with a partner and just saying that you're not really into it um obviously in whatever way feels good to you to say that but exploring yourself and exploring different ways and just I think once if you're in that position and you decide okay I'm not going to fake it anymore (laughs) I'm not going to lie I'm just going to be honest and I want to see what actually works and I want to see what actually feels good and I'm going to explore that and I think when you do that you'll feel like a weight's lifted because you don't want to lie about sex every time you have sex for the rest of your life because sex is such a massive part of life and then you'll open up a whole new exciting world of pleasure yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) um oh my god I've loved this chat and thank you so much for just taking the time to share your wise words you always have such wise words wise words I love it (laughs) this is so good I can't believe it's been oh my god nearly an hour we could keep going for hours so good but um where can people find you because honestly I believe that I've been so grateful to have you in my life and more people need to hear your inspiration I know you have a few like people that work with you um privately stuff too so where can people find you so you can currently find me Instagram is where people find me it's where clients message me people seem to find me there so my Instagram handle is by Lisa D B-Y Lisa D-E-E um so you can check me out there I've been quite quiet on Instagram lately I feel like when I'm quiet I'm not posting as much because there's more happening oh Mm -hmm. I also have a new podcast need to give that a plug so you can search for you are a fucking powerhouse is the name of the podcast um and that is me and my partner Rue we do that together so episode two will be coming out this weekend um and it's all about the same because we both are in that line of work helping people step into their power obviously him as a therapist me being me without a label (laughs) and we talk about all things life careers relationships self-worth so you can find me there as well yeah and your first episode made me emotional three times um so that's that's just a good insight of what you guys are are going to get amazing and I remember you telling me that and I was so shocked because I was like we just recorded that off the cuff randomly one evening um and there was no we didn't plan anything we just kind of went with it so that's really good to hear I'm definitely excited about creating more 
Yes. Oh my God, thank you so much. And for anyone who's listened to this and you found value in this, I would love for you to screenshot it and like post it on your Instagram stories, send me a message. And then if you're listening also on Apple Podcasts, I'd love if you've left a review or a rating, that would be amazing. Um, And thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for being a part of this. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Tag us in your stories. And yeah, talk to you soon. Have a lovely week, everyone. Bye.